Drink This Beer is brought to you by the Beer Guys. BeerGuysRadio.com is where you need to go to get the scoop on what's going on in craft beer. That's BeerGuysRadio.com. And if you like the show, consider becoming one of our sponsors. Head to Patreon.com slash BeerGuys. That's Patreon.com slash BeerGuys. Welcome to Drink This Beer, a show dedicated to craft beer and the people who make it. Each episode, we'll get the stories behind the brews you love. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Aaron Williams. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? And welcome to the Drink This Beer Craft Beer Podcast. We are at Shelton Fest 2017 in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, we are getting ready to talk to Justin Stang from Seventh Sun Brewery. I'm Tim Dennis. And I'm Aaron Williams. Uh, thanks for joining us here at Shelton Fest. This yeah, is thanks for having quite us. Quite the craziness that's going on around here. So Yeah, so we're on day two here. We were just commenting just before we started the interview. It's a little crazier here today than it was yesterday, yeah, right? Yeah, so, very enthusiastic crowd. Today. I guess everybody could get out a little easier on a Saturday than a Friday. So, But it's a Indeed. good time here. There's Indeed. so much great beer, great people in that. So we appreciate you taking a little time from your schedule to chat with us oh, today, man. It's my so, pleasure. So, uh, Seventh Son, you're in Dunedin, Florida, correct? That's correct. And yeah. uh, uh, you've just uh, just opened a new facility recently, right? That's correct. Yeah, actually, a week ago today was our grand. Okay, yeah. so you have two two uh, facilities now. That's correct. Okay, yeah. and the the new facility. What is the focus on that one? Any different focus, or just um, expanding production? Yeah, we're expanding production. Uh, we have a, a lot more nice toys to play with, if you will. Our our first facility was just under uh, about thousand square feet new ones 18,000 square feet it's a little bit of growth there, yeah, right? yeah yeah so we've, we've got a nice canning line uh, we were able to put in some nice fooders and uh, finally have a forklift believe it or not that's a, that's a big improvement for <laughs> not us. just big guys that can lift things <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that was one thing that I was looking into if I saw right before the expansion you just had a four and a half barrel brew house is that yeah, right three and a half yeah. barrels oh, wow. three and a half barrels yeah, so yeah, that yeah. and I was thinking because you you guys have your name is bigger than your brew house would indicate. You know, we know about way. you up here, and that, of course, going down to Tampa area for Hunapu's Day, a lot of people gathered at Seventh Sun and that. So, mm-hmm. how'd you make it all work on that size brew house to start out with? Actually, there? it was it was really fun to work on a small brew house. You know, we called it our romance brewery. You know, we could kind of do whatever we wanted, and it was very interactive. Uh, we, while we were brewing, people were in the actual brewery in the tasting room, and. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, Justin, uh, for those that don't know, tell us a little bit about Seventh Sun. What are you guys about? Uh, what do you guys do? Seventh Sun, uh, we do. Our focus is farmhouse for sure. That, that's our, where, our, where our passion is. Uh, any beer that we can age and any kind of wood is a lot of fun. We like to do a lot of blending. Outside of that, IPA, and uh, just recently getting into lagering. Okay. Really found a lot of big appreciation for Kolsch. Yeah, and a good lager, of course, down in Florida with the, with the climate. It's a good drinking beer for uh, for us Southerners, I guess, yeah, right? Yeah, drinking indeed, beers, indeed. man, absolutely. Definitely. Now, you have a degree, actually, in fermentation science, right? From uh, that, or- that's actually my business partner. Okay, yeah, yeah, all yeah right. Devin gotcha. Krebs. You're, right. not, you're not the beaver then, okay. He's I am not the beaver. Okay, okay so... <laughs> So that's uh, but how did you how did you get into to brewing in that? Oh, sense? I definitely took the blue collar approach. Uh, yeah, I, uh, blood, I started, sweat, and tears. Huh? Yeah, sweeping yeah. the floor. Can okay. I wash kegs for you? And kind of uh-huh. nomadically moved around doing volunteer work at breweries until I was hired at Sweetwater. Oh, and sweet. Devin actually hired no. me at Sweetwater, my really? business partner. Okay. You know, it's hilarious because you know we here we're based in Georgia, and it seems like Sweetwater's an internship for everybody. Everybody here, everyone has yeah. passed through Sweetwater at some point. Indeed. There was a, a discussion online the other day, and this guy was talking about he was marrying uh, a, a girl from uh, uh, Columbia, I think, and he said he went down there, and there's a brewery in Medellin. And he was reading up on it, and the guy is from Sweetwater. He got his start at Sweetwater <laughs> nice. and now owns a brewery down in, 
in Medellin. So yeah, I'm the big. seven degrees of Sweetwater, right? Yeah. yeah. So. Now you guys have done uh, a lot of collaborations, actually, and I know you did one with one of our Georgia breweries that is a big beer that I love, the Southerly Love. Oh yeah, did, so. yeah. I'm really good friends with Adam Beach, and he actually taught me how to brew at Sweetwater. Okay, he was my mentor there. Very cool. Well, yeah. that that was one of the beers I think that you know. Uh, not to get onto Creature Conference too much, but they're Tropicalia, but people really went after that Southerly Love, you know, big one that really kicked it off and kind of gave some momentum to Georgia beer and that. But yeah. collaborations, Creature's another one that does a lot of collaborations. That So what is it about a collaboration? What do you like about that and kind of what's the, the, the purpose of collaboration? Well, I guess for selfish reasons, it's a good reason to travel. Sure. There you go. And, and meet new friends. Um, uh, as far as our career, for my career, I really like exchanging ideas and seeing how people are doing their their processes and you know either whether it's you know learning something great or learning what not to do there's a lot of value out, out of reaching out to these folks and then you know you can always establish long-term relationships for in the future when you need raw ingredients or perhaps you know there's a different process going on that you need help with it's and always you good get to have somebody to lean out on. and brew beer and drink beer with cool people right yeah indeed yeah, indeed exactly. it's a lot of fun like people are doing shenanigans back here. Sorry, so yeah, that's so the Brewski guys. I just oh, the troublemakers. That's right. That's right. So. Yeah. so, is this your first time at Shelton Fest? Uh, no, I went to the one that was in Tampa a couple okay. years ago. Is this your first time as a brewer, or the, uh, or is it your first uh, time? No, as we a, were like, we, representing. We've actually been three years in a row now. Okay. The brewery has. I've only been two times. So. Awesome. That's yeah. great. So, so what are your thoughts about this? Uh, oh, it's, it's fantastic. Crazy. I think yeah. this is one of the best events in the United States. Now, you guys yeah. have had in your area, your brewing has been. Your brewing culture has been pretty good for a little while, you know, with several there, Cigar City, and uh, you guys, you know, lots of good breweries down here. But uh, for Georgia, this is our first big kickoff, you know, our first big hoorah here. Have you yeah. got a chance to get out and really try some of the Georgia or Atlanta beers since you've been here? Yeah, I have. Uh, I went over to Three Taverns. I was, I was really happy with their beers there. Yeah. I visited the New Woodlands at uh, Sweetwater. Facility, yeah. That is really impressive. Yeah, it's very that. cool to see that. We're excited, so we're try- we're just excited, you know, at what something like Shelton Fest means for us and the growth that we have, and just having all the great people like you guys and just so many people here. We, you know, went out to some of the after parties last night, yeah. and just all the people you run into there. So well, you did, Tim. Exciting. I was an old. You man went home, home, went to bed, I know. lightweight. So. I know, I'm terrible. We work yeah. different shifts. You take the early shift there, old man. That's I'll get exactly the, I'll right. Get the it's the whole kids shift. thing. Yeah. That's yeah. it. It gets me every time. Uh, That's yeah. it. Now, Justin, you mentioned a food project you're working on, correct? That's correct. Yes, uh, we just partnered with Cigar City. We put in four 35 hectoliter fooders that we're going to be doing some really legit sour beers in. All right, cool. Now, you partnered with Cigar City, so is this a facility you're both using, or how's it? The fooders are actually placed in our tasting room. Okay. So they're uh, they're about 15 minutes from our brewery, so we're we're able to. partner up and use each other as, as resources. We can use their lab. Um, a lot of their brewers come by and ha- they're going to have a lot of input on what we're doing together. So they'll, they'll sell their label and we'll sell ours. Okay. Uh, but cool. It, it's, it's cool because we're going to be blending a lot of different, what I call stock beers and doing various uh, fruit fermentations. Um, it, it, should, it should offer a lot of variety and Cigar City is, is also very excited about it as well. Now, I love food or beers, and I've just discovered that recently. You know, it's something that we've seen more here. We have a couple of breweries that are using. You mentioned the Woodlands. They've got several very nice big fooders there. Yeah, that's so beautiful. What is it about a fooder as opposed to, say, a traditional barrel or punching or that? What is the beauty of working with fooders? 
Oh, well, it's nice to have a lot of beer. And uh, it, it actually decreases the amount of labor okay, um, for right. having to just rack individual barrels. 50-ish that, that gallons can, at a time. Yeah, right? that, that, yeah. That, can, that can be a lot of work. Um, yeah. It's also fun for, for the blending aspect, too. Like, we don't, we don't necessarily have to knock out an entire fooder. We could remove, uh, pull, like, say, 50% of the beer. Right. And then top it back off with fresh beer in a Solera kind of system. Yeah. So that's something that you wouldn't normally do with a small barrel. Now, That's you've uh, also mentioned that you've got a canning line coming in, too. Is that going to mean increased uh, production distribution for you all? Uh, slightly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely an increase. Right now, we're about 800 barrels. Uh, our first fiscal year, we're calling for about 3,000. Okay. So, very small, uh, limited growth. Yeah. We're going to see on uh, taps and uh, shelves here in Georgia after the festival? You better believe it. Yeah, What's yeah. It? All right, I, man. I love Atlanta. Excellent. Like, I, cool. I really liked it when I lived here, and it, it's a real honor to have our beer up here. That's great. Now, I assume you're working with Liberator here, yes, correct? Yes, correct, yeah. So those guys, and I don't know if we've mentioned on any of our interviews, but just what they've done for Georgia in a short amount of time with what they brought back and the connections they've made. Uh, Jason Wiles, Lee Dixon, the whole crew there just uh, bringing this awesome event, working with awesome breweries like Seventh Sun. So, I just want to give them a shout out, Aaron. Definitely. They've upped the ante and upped the quality of uh, craft beer coming in uh, from from away, so it's good to see. They got Fred now, too. I know. He just started recently. He's like my life mentor. I love that guy. And for those not in uh, Atlanta, Fred is very well known. We have a a small chain of uh, wing and beer bars here called Taco Mac, and he opened a bar called The Fred that was kind of a speakeasy type that got all the best of the best beers there. And he left for a little while and went to Heavy Seas, I think. And now he's just come back and joined the team at Liberator. So they got a a power team working there. Definitely. It's a power trio. Yes. Justin, is there anything else that uh, you'd like to mention that we haven't covered today? Oh, I'm just really glad that you guys had me. Yeah, we uh, appreciate it. This is a fantastic festival, and thanks for the warm welcome to Atlanta for 7 Sun. Got it. Absolutely. Cheers, Justin. Thank you so much for joining us. Cheers, guys. Thank you. More Drink This Beer with Tim and Aaron coming up after this. Here at Drink This Beer, we love to bring you the stories behind the craft beer and brewers that you love. And we'd be grateful if you took the time out to check out our Patreon site. It's at patreon.com slash beerguys. If you choose to become one of our donors, we would really appreciate it. Plus, you get some awesome swag, including t-shirts, glasses, stickers, and some more stuff that's coming down the pike. Thanks for listening to Drink This Beer, part of the Beer Guys Radio Network. Tell a friend and head to patreon.com slash beerguys. Cheers. Welcome back to Drink This Beer with your hosts, Tim and Aaron. And once again, we are here at Shelton Fest 2017 in Atlanta, Georgia. We're talking to awesome brewers from around the world. And uh, we're about to talk to one that's not too far from us here, Aaron. Yeah, right on the street, exactly. Yeah. It could be called local, as a matter local. of fact. Kind of. Nashville, local. Nashville's local. We just debated that the other day. What's local? You know, do you have to be in your own state? But to, to set it up here, we are talking to Beard of the Irish Brewing out of Nashville, Tennessee. Yep, Matt and we Miller. have head brewer Matt Miller here with us. How's it going, guys? Good, man. Good. So, you know what? We're going to just go off the script totally here. What's local beer? Does it need to be in your neighborhood, your city, state? Well, you know, I, I think that there's a, there's a few considerations there for sure, depending on what type of brewery you are. I think that if uh, you're a wild brewery of some capacity that, like, Local ingredients are definitely a consideration. Um, maybe there's a, a unique style to your area that can make you a little bit more local. But uh, I definitely feel like proximity to the to the audience is a consideration. Sure, absolutely. When I'm in Nashville and I'm drinking Nashville beer, that's local. Definitely, you know? definitely. And especially your beers, you know, your IPAs, of course, you have to drink fresh uh, all the time, right? No doubt. Um, definitely served best fresh. Yes. Uh, we, we appreciate when they can be consumed as quick as possible. They're definitely tasting at their peak in that way. Um, so many of our beers are so hop forward. Um, 
that their consumption early is key. I feel like they definitely, uh, I feel like they actually, they, they hold up well over time, mm-hmm. but uh, definitely the pinnacle of their consumption is young. You know, you have some, there is some variance with IPAs where I've had some, I, and I know this sounds totally beer geeky, Pliny the Elder, mm-hmm. it, it starts to show its age in a week or so. I mean, you know, it really starts to dive off there, but I've had some other IPAs that if you keep them cold in that 30 days, 45 days or so, they still taste pretty close to fresh. Sure. You know? So so there is some variance there. I'm sure it has to do with the hops and stability and all that that they use, but uh Fresh IPAs, any way you look at it, are best, right? Yeah, no doubt. Um, I definitely feel like there's different techniques that have been observed over the years that uh, have. I actually feel like the techniques that are currently used now are most susceptible to decay because of how uh, aromatic they are, right. and that would be the first thing that would fall off in the in the profile of a beer. Um, there are a lot of factors that you can um, that you can introduce in order to decrease the rate of decay. Um, but I feel like IPAs of 10 years ago, even 20 years ago, uh, their composition was a little bit different, and now the fresh consumption is more true than ever. Now, you guys, you you had a little bit of a travel to get here to Atlanta, but yeah. uh, you know we've talked to brewers from Estonia and and that, so not not too bad. Nashville, you guys are part of the uh, the southern beer scene, yeah. So not too far from Atlanta, and that and uh, we talked a little bit before we you know kind of went on the mic here about the southern beer scene, yes. And, and what we're seeing here. So kind of what are your thoughts on that and being part of that? It's an incredibly exciting thing, to be honest. Uh, oftentimes, I feel like when people talk about uh, cultural growth outside of beer or it, including beer, um, it, it's easy to kind of lampoon something that, that maybe isn't as uh, well-developed as, uh, for instance, we'll use the West Coast. I feel like the West Coast is where a lot of uh, the craft beer scene was born. For that reason, I feel like the culture on the West Coast is a little bit more sophisticated than the Southeast. That has nothing to do with if the Southeast is producing incredible beer. It's just an acknowledgement of the time frame that uh, craft beer culture has, has been at its, at its most heightened state. So in, in Nashville specifically, uh, and in Tennessee specifically, there's been some beer law changes that have occurred that have allowed for a lot more creative expression right. uh, from, from the local breweries. And I know that in Georgia here, there's uh, uh, been some changes in legislature. Soon, that man. The, so soon we're going to have direct sales here. For the, the sale of pints. And, and that'll have a tremendous impact on the culture of beer here. And that has nothing to do with whether or not the audience is educated or, or interested in, in high-quality beer. Uh, it's just the reality of the limitations. And uh, when when you have an opportunity to participate in something, as soon as the uh, those, those those barriers go away, yeah. right, there's a tremendous opportunity to share a lot of uh, what you're excited about as a brewer and as a business with your audience. And uh, it's a really exciting thing for us at Bearded Iris, and uh, we're, we're very flattered and humbled to be a participant in Shelton Fest, uh, and hopefully as an acknowledgement of that type of growth. Absolutely, that's we were talking to Lee Dixon yesterday with Liberator Distributing. And we were talking about the changes we're seeing here in Georgia. And, you know, we were talking about how some of our old school brewers had to deal with these laws for so long to get them to this point. And, you know, there's there's something that would be said for those those old those laws being there for a while and having a more evolved community as a whole. But there's also something to be said for the excitement, like you said, of being involved in that, in those changes, seeing them, mm-hmm. helping them, you know, getting the word out to make those happen and to, to see it growing up. You know, yeah. and we've seen here... In Georgia, the same thing you said about the evolving beer scene, you know, one brewery comes out and they start making a world-class beer. 
everybody has to up their game to that. You know, once you have some stuff that it's like, you know what, this is bar setting beer here, then people start to want that, desire that, and go for it. And the whole beer community in general grows up around that. Right, so, yeah. right. I feel like the beer scene is such an immersive, uh, connected, and shared experience. Uh, and it would be obtuse to think that uh, other other breweries don't don't feel that type of connectivity the same way that when we make a beer that we want to share with our audience, uh, that other individuals who are creating beers at different breweries are also experiencing that as well. And uh, when when there's a certain uh, a trend or a certain uh, elevation or a certain like. I don't know how to say the blossoming of some kind of, mm-hmm. of culture is that like that's something that kind of like overflows into all of these areas that, that hopefully it's like uh, everyone rises up together and right. uh, when we remove limitations that were previously there like the beer laws in Georgia and in Tennessee mm-hmm. I feel like it's a natural thing to to observe and one that we feel very fortunate to be a participant in yeah and it's one of those things that's uh, it's almost collabit collaboration you know, you're collaborating, right. you guys are in the same industry, you're technically competing against each other, but sure. you're also growing the industry yeah. at the same time. And there's a tremendous respect that you have for like the individuals participating in the same uh, in the same realm of business as you. And uh, I feel like oftentimes it can kind of be perverse to think that like there's a, a super aggressive level of competition as much as yeah. that I would hope that everyone is trying to do the best they can. And as long as we're all trying to do the best that we can and we're all like creating the highest quality products that we can, I feel like the only winner is the audience. Yeah. So hopefully the, uh, the, the continued growth of the beer scene will, will, will continue to be a reality. Absolutely. Now, I saw that your kind of mantra is cultivate variety. Sure. So what's that mean to you and what's it mean in reference to Bearded well, Iris? Yeah, it, it becomes kind of a tongue-in-cheek uh, uh, irony for Bearded Iris at this point. Uh, Bearded Iris is, is currently focused on a lot of very hop-forward offerings. So our, our, you know, our, our, our slogan of cultivate variety uh, in this exact moment is compartmentalized into the display of different hop varieties. Different hop varieties, right. Yeah. Uh, the different usages of hops in the boil, uh, exploring new techniques and, uh, and different processes that allow us to like, have a different variety of flavors and profiles. Uh, moving forward, uh, we're going to be building out our uh, oak program and uh, in addition to making a, a lot more than just hop forward beers, we've had a tremendous reaction to our to our hop forward beers, and I feel like it would kind of be strange for us to ignore that reality when our audience wants that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for now, it's much uh, it's as much a focus on different hop profiles as in the future it'll be different styles of beer um, and, and, and pulling influences from a lot of other places, and we're and we're very much looking forward to that. Very cool. Now. So Matt, uh, I was just gonna say I'm sorry. Uh, Matt was gonna just tell me a little bit about how you got your start. Uh, what's your what's your craft beer journey? Yeah, my craft beer journey is uh, is actually started in the Northeast. I moved to Nashville from Pennsylvania. Uh, I I lived in Philadelphia previously, and when I was there, I was exposed to a lot of. Uh, at the time, I didn't realize a very high quality beer scene. That was the only beer scene I had had exposure to. I moved to uh, Nashville, uh, seeking entrepreneurial uh, opportunity and uh, immerse myself into the craft beer scene here, or excuse me, in Nashville. And there, it was, a, like I said, it was a little less sophisticated, and, and I thought that there was opportunity there. Um, so I started working at a bar. I'd never bartended before, educated myself in craft beer, worked at the bar, started brewing at home. Um, and the exposure to all the different options that we had on tap at the bar that I worked at uh, kind of allowed me to expedite the growth and understanding of ingredients. That's my personal experience. Um, from there, I uh, met with my partners, uh, Paul Vaughn and Kayvon Togarai, and uh, the launch of Bearded Iris happened in February of 2016, and uh, 
from there, we've, we've, like I said, we've, we've experienced a lot of very positive reaction from the, the local Nashville audience. Within, within about seven or eight months of the brewery opening, the Nashville beer laws graduated to allow higher ABV caps, which allowed us to brew double IPAs and make beers. We got a drop glass here. Someone has broken a glass. I thought they so. were just excited about our IPAs. That's it, man. That's that was true. it. They heard That's you talking. Exactly. Such excitement. Now, you've, you've been in business for about a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. It's some tremendous growth for you guys. Yeah. Uh, was this something that you expected or just a, just a nice offshoot? I mean, is it, well, how, do, how do you kind of grow with that yeah. in such a short time? I, I feel like there's a, a unique balance between humility and, and confidence and uh I feel like it would be strange to say that we didn't expect to succeed in comparison to knowing that that was a, a real goal and one that we had to work very hard uh, to achieve. There was, there was never anything guaranteed and there was nothing that was given. But as long as we were focused on creating the highest quality products and, and were really honest with ourselves about the quality of the products, um, we thought that we would have an opportunity to succeed. Uh, the growth has been tremendous, like I said, uh, a big part to the change of the beer laws. Um, but I also think that like when you when you get a group of people together, like the team that we have at Bearded Iris, and uh, you focus on the things that matter, like uh, the, the, the quality of the products you're producing, uh, the honesty about what you're producing, uh, being aware and listening to your audience when they're telling you something is uh, a little bit different than they may have expected. Is that like ego getting in the way of uh, of of being honest with yourself? I feel like sometimes can be challenging. So I, I think that that might be one of the biggest reasons for uh, our young success. That's awesome. I mean, you know, that's something when when you said February 2016, I knew you were a young brewery. I didn't realize that young because your beers for a while now people have been bringing them to Atlanta. You know, the IPAs. You got to try this and that. So. To go in a year for be, from being known, you know, outside of your, your home area, that's that's pretty good growth. You know, when people in Atlanta are, are searching for your beers, you know, and they're moving around like that. Now, uh, along those lines, do you do you distribute outside of the Nashville area yet? Currently, we're distributing uh, in Tennessee in a very, very small volume into Kentucky. Uh, and that was an exercise in exploring how our beer would react in different markets that had uh, different experiences as far as like what was available there. So in Tennessee, because of the challenges of the beer laws, the type of products that were available there were a little bit muted in comparison to the sophistication and diversity that was that is existent in a market where like Shelton Brothers products have been available for a while, like sure. in Louisville. So that was our, our, our closest uh, our, our, our closest area that we could distribute in that we thought we would gain a lot of insight to the quality of our product. How does this stack up when you put it against some of the highest quality products? We're happy to hear that it's been received really well. And when we come to Shelton Festival, which is a tremendous honor and extremely flattering, uh, to, to hear the type of positive remarks that we have, is uh, it feels good. So we're going to see you on taps and shelves around here then soon, right? Well, you know, I would say that it would be, I'd be being dishonest if I could tell you an actual answer to that. Okay, right. but, Put them on but, pressure there. That's yeah. right. But, uh, you know, why would we not want to be in, uh, in a beer market like Atlanta? Sure. I understand. Absolutely. Very cool. Matt, anything that we haven't, in, Matt, is there anything we haven't mentioned that uh, you'd like to add here? Um, like I said, for as young as we are, uh, I just want to express how, like, tremendously honor like how much of an honor it is to be pouring at Shelton Fest um, I, I'm, I'm so happy that like we've been able to like deliver the types of products that people associate with the quality of breweries that are here and uh, 
it's it, it feels like it's the beginning of something and it's been so much fun to share that with our audience and we're really looking forward to continuing to share it with more people Excellent. Matt Miller from uh, Bearded Iris, head brewer out of Nashville. Thank you so much for joining us on Drink This Beer. Appreciate it. Thanks, Cheers. guys. Cheers. Appreciate it. All right, folks. We're still here at Shouting Fest, and uh, we grabbed some thug out of the crowd here. And yeah, said, some Talk guy. to us, man. He Our likes beer, though. buddy, Michael Lowenberg. So, Michael, Shouting Fest here in Atlanta. Why is this awesome? Because I get to sit next to you. It's well, that's oh, it. The highlight of the fest there, man. Heck, yeah. That and the uh, dragon fruit mead. Dragon fruit mead, huh? Yeah. Okay, all right. It's the craziest beverage I might have ever done. Uh, so are you a mead fan in general? Absolutely. Okay, okay. You know, some meaderies coming to Georgia soon. Uh-huh. A couple more. We got one now. But, uh, you know, everybody else has been talking about uh, the IPAs, the Souths, the Gooses and that. But uh, you're yeah, a mead I'm fan. I'm more interested in the Mellow Mills. Okay. And, the and there's quite a few here this year, uh, absolutely. too. Absolutely. I've been all over them. Did you so, have a... Uh, I can't pronounce his name, so I don't want to say it. I don't know. Swedish, Sahitapa something i don't know i tried sure. so brian liquid honey basically. brian yesterday recommended a lingonberry mead to me from it was not my cup of tea it was not brian absolutely loved it it's but, a little lower abv that one i think it's six or seven yeah I, I like the thicker ones but you know that's the thing you know i do too i like them a little sweeter a little more mouth filling that but uh but that's the thing michael there's something for everyone here if you don't care yes, for it a hundred other people love it that's right. so and that's it that's so right. And uh, have, you to, any, have you been and out you to any out? of the... Find what? Something else. What, Michael? Yes. Good. Who? When? I think what? we covered that, right? There you go. So have you been out to any of the uh, extracurricular activities in Atlanta this week? Yes. At my house, in my refrigerator with okay. my friends. It's a good place to be right now. Plenty of stuff to, to get and stock up there, isn't there? Wales, bro. Wales, bro. Hashtag. That's it. Hashtag Wales, bro. Absolutely. That's it, man. That's some modern times well action there, huh? So... So um, do a little better than modern times, but you know, okay, All nothing right. against them. We love their beers. No, Wasn't that IPA. the logo on that shirt though? On what shirt? That oh, dude, yeah, that dude had a modern oh yeah, he's a big yeah. fan. That's what I thought. The collab okay. they did with, the, and I'm gonna That's go right, ahead so. and say something for all the beer geeks. It's okay. collab, not collab. Just gonna put that collab. You know, of all the beer words that I try to pronounce correctly, collab is no one I've never put any thought into at all. Well, I didn't either it's until out. recently everyone starts to say collab. 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 I don't know, I don't know where that, that came yet. from. Yeah. Oh, everyone says it now. That's I don't like get it. two people get together and buy a lab. That's right. Yeah. Right? So. Exactly. Becky, have you worked in any collabs? Not collabs, but I was going to say, Tim, you also don't get motel and hotel Oh, that's that's not important. You, people know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right? exactly. it's a Holiday Inn. He doesn't yes. care. Oh, hey now, hotel, motel, Holiday Inn. So yes. Yeah. So, uh, Michael, Atlanta, Georgia, the beer scene here. What the heck's going on? I'm excited for the future, especially the next, I guess, 12 months because it's going to take sure. some folks to get off the ground. Yeah. But I can't wait for the garage microbreweries, nanobreweries to uh, to take over and All just right. give us variety from here to. Uh, the end of time at this point so michael i know you are an opinionated man i am so drop one of your controversial beer opinions on us right now controversial beer opinion. all right you gotta give me a minute on that can we talk about okay. something else for like 30 sure, seconds we can talk about something else that that's uh what are you wearing right now i'm wearing black on black on black black on black so that's it and uh is that versace yes Versace and Woolworths. Can, can we talk about Ron's yellow so. shoes? Can we you do know, I see our uh, 
Well, I thought our interview was coming, but he oh, just walked he out the door. Yes. So there he is. There's, there's, no well, there's Drew. You know Drew from 18th Street? Drew from... Yep. No, we just had his... Uh, we just had his... Double IP, Where'd he yeah. go? There who's Drew? Who's Drew? This is Drew? He, no, he's gone. He walked around. He's the one walking around the corner <laughs> yeah. there, so yeah. I know that no, guy. That's, uh, Zach from Truck and Tap told us we had to try What's 18th Street. What's with the roster colors? So, Are you yeah. guys into things? What? I like your roster colors. Our what? Your roster colors. How about that, man? Mm-hmm. Peace, love, and beer. Something. I need an opinion. Ja has a, our our theme music is all bad brains. Well, I'll give you a controversial opinion. Then. Okay, give me your controversial. I don't like bad brains. Wow. And we do not thank Michael Lundberg uh, for joining us. <laughs> all right, we'll have to go now. Exactly. I we actually don't know any of their music. To be fair, I just some old school punk, man. I'm Good old school Rasta punk. So, then yeah. I probably would like it. Yeah, he probably would. Yeah, I imagine so. Cool. Michael, thank you so much for well, Hold on out. now. i got to say something you controversial. Got it? All right, all right, right, man. Bring it. Give it to us, man. Give it to us. Jason Pellet once gave me a kiss on the cheek. Ooh. Shocking. He acts like that's controversial with Jason, though. That's true. That's it. Do you think you're special, Michael? Do you think you're special? Not anymore. <laughs> there you go. Michael, thanks, dude. Enjoy the rest of the fest. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Thanks for letting me get on the air and not completely make a fool of myself. Absolutely. Oh, you look good. Thanks for listening to Drink This Beer. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. More beer stories? Head to BeerGuysRadio.com. Follow the Beer Guys on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Want more craft beer news? Listen to the Beer Guys Radio Show, available every Saturday morning. Drink This Beer, produced and developed by Tim Dennis and Aaron Williams. Part of the Beer Guys Media Radio Network, beerguysradio.com.